0: Going to the Southern Network made me more nervous than opening a bag of hissing cats. Southern Network witches were known to be hostile, behave brutishly, and hate women anywhere outside the kitchen. Three things that didn't particularly endear me, a seventeen-year-old female witch who never left home without my sword, to their way of life. "'Well, Bianca, are you ready to meet High Priest Mikael?' Martin asked me with a half-grin. The sun sank in the horizon, as useless as a paperweight, giving light but no warmth. Martin wouldn't allow me to use magic to transport to our meeting in the southern network because I'd never been there before. "'Too great a risk,' he'd said with a little tisk of his teeth. "'Transporting without ever having been to a place, or at least near it, is just asking for trouble.'" So we'd been riding in the cold carriage for over an hour, watching the glacial landscape glide past— Martin didn't have to ride with me, of course, but he was thoughtful in that regard. I think the more appropriate question is whether Mikael is ready to meet me, I said, irritable after jostling over the terrible, icy roads. Martin chuckled, but it didn't quite reach his eyes. Nothing made him truly laugh any more not since the love of his life, our previous high priestess Mildred, died eight months before in the summer— "'I won't be the first assistant to ever cross borders with an ambassador,' I said, pushing thoughts of Mildred aside. "'But I may be the first female assistant brave enough to venture into the Southern Network, don't you think?' "'You're not breaking any laws,' Martin replied as if convincing both of us. "'The Mansfeld Pact between the four networks allows for assistance to accompany the ambassador outside their network on official business. "'It's just that not many have.' Certainly not to the cold tundras of the southern network, anyway. Now seems as good a time as ever to break tradition. A war is about to start, isn't it? Let's add more chaos into the mix. It's a habit of witches in my family. Martin laughed again, much louder this time, but I'd been serious. Through the forest of thick evergreens, I caught occasional glimpses of Michael's looming ice castle. The second month of winter gripped the southern network with relentless strength, forcing me to use a flame incantation to generate heat so my fingers didn't freeze. A little ball of flame hovered between my cupped hands, sparking and warm. Even the castle seemed to feel the bitter effects of its southern residence. Frost clung to the outer facade of stone, sparkling in crystalline shades of blue and white. Narrow turrets poked the charcoal sky. Unlike Chatham Castle in the central network, which was made of warm gray stones, boasted ten turrets, and sprawled out like a tall, lazy mountain, the southern network palace was skinny and narrow. What it lacked in girth, it made up for in height, breaking apart in only five or six pieces with the shortest turrets, towering at least fifteen stories. Snow capped most of the evergreen trees here, which pressed right up to the castle. Prepare yourself. Martin said under his breath, shooting me a sharp glance. His hazel eyes remained warm despite his severity. And let me do all the speaking. I strive only to be an obedient female in the eyes of the South, I quipped. The carriage moved from a bouncing dirt road onto paved cobblestones. Isn't your head cold? He ran a hand over his bare head. Being cold builds character, he said. Before Mildred died, he'd looked like a man in the prime of his life. Middle thirties, lithe shoulders, an occasional smile in a serious bearing. But her death had taken its toll on him, and he no longer used magic to transform his looks the way many older witches did. Martin was somewhere in his seventies, perhaps older if the wrinkles around his face and the way his skin sagged off his bones meant anything. I'd worked as his assistant for the last eight months, and he'd taken me under his wing in a grandfatherly kind of way. If being cold builds character, then I'm the most well-rounded witch in antebellum, I muttered, and my breath fogged out in billows. I stared out the window, memorizing the landscape. We didn't have trees like this in Leadham Wood, the forest that spanned most of the central network. Ours were massive and thick, hiding dangerous secrets. The forests here seemed distant and sharp, more indifferent than treacherous. I tightened my grip on my sword, Vivite. She glowed a bright blue in her sheath under my touch, comforting me. We'd arrive soon, and I didn't intend to leave her in the carriage. They'd have to pry her from my frozen hands before I went anywhere unknown and hostile without her.